What is going on? You are listening to Tags Podcast, aka Talk About Gay Sex Podcast. This is episode 398. I'm your host, Stevie, alongside Cody Maurice Doggett. How the hell you doing, Cody? Hello, darling. I'm doing wonderful, darling. Love it. I feel like this is Tags Live. I know, right? It's just you and I today, which I'm loving. Um, We were supposed to have Lincoln, just listeners Mm -hmm. out there, computer issue that he left at the Protein Bakery, but he will be back and he sends his love to our listening audience. We miss him, but you and I can hold down the fort today. Yeah, we'll do just fine. Absolutely. He will be missed, though, because we love Lincoln. We love Lincoln. He will definitely be missed, and we will see him soon. You know, I had to just shout out to this quote. Uh, As we all know by now, we lost Queen Elizabeth II last week, and how sad, sad. right? It's so sad. sad. Yeah. But so many mixed emotions, honestly. Well, I know what you're going to allude to. Go ahead. (laughs) (laughs) Because... uh, that whole monarchy is so entrenched in so many different colonizations and things like that. So, yes, I like I don't wish anybody's family harm or death in their family. But again, I don't know. It's just so many mixed emotions. I'm sad that she has passed and I yeah. hope that other things get resolved. Yeah, new monarchy. I think that many people were saying that you can separate the queen from the actual monarchy itself and when you do that for what she stood for her just longevity is a testimony to diligence and just i think discipline really is what i kind of take away from it but she did have this quote that i wanted to share with everybody that biden actually shared and it's grief is the price we pay for love isn't that doesn't that resonate with your grief is the price we pay for love? I love that quote that she's, that was a Queen Elizabeth II quote. Oh my gosh, that makes me feel so sad. <laughs> you know, you cannot have love. And Am I going to cry? <laughs> it's, it's a, it's a, it packs a punch, I think, it that does. statement. It's so true, yeah. though. And so rest in power. Rest in power. Absolutely. Also, in just current news that I just got done watching as we record this Monday night, congratulations to Murray Bartlett, who just won the Emmy for his role in White Lotus, the limited series on HBO Max. I love that show. Snaps, gay actor out there. You may also know him from Looking. He just won Best Actor in a Limited Series. And I'm so happy because we talked about him on this show, particularly this part he played in White Lotus. This is, if you remember, he changed a scene or suggested a scene because he's gay. Uh, The act, the him and his fellow actor that he go down and simulate eating ass on the the program, which kind of caused a little bit of controversy, but it was it was his idea to to layer that in. Like he said, this is what my character would do, and they put it in there. So. Snaps to Murray Bartlett. Congratulations. I'm so happy. I can't wait for season two. He won't be in it, but that's okay. What? Uh, yeah, no. it's a new cast, essentially, except for Jennifer okay. Coolidge, who will be making an appearance, who we love her as well. Yeah. yeah. 
In other news, making I am getting my second dose of the monkeypox vaccination tomorrow. Is this all good news on this show today? I, I would love that, <laughs> except for the queen <laughs> passing. We have some other right. We have some other news that no, and sadly no. But good news on that. I am very happy about that. Uh, are, are you eligible yet for your second dose, Cody? I believe so. Isn't it men that sleep with men? I'm I'm looking into it. I'm still looking into it. I'm getting, you, you haven't gotten your first it. dose. I have gotten my first dose. Yeah. Okay. And here we know in other parts where people listen to us, people have already gotten their second dose. Here in New York, I guess because of the huge state that we are, they've limited it to your second dose. If you have had it since July 17th, your first dose was on or before July 17th, then you can make your appointment for the second vaccination. Well, then I'm not eligible then. (laughs) That was my date. I I retract that. That was my date, July 23rd. Oh, okay. Yeah. So... I'm happy to report that. And yes, we have other news to get to uh, coming in, though. You know, there is a White House doctor uh, that we've talked about, Dr. Let me see if I can say his name, Dimitri Daskalakis, who is the Biden administration's monkeypox response deputy, who we've talked about, Cody, several Uh times on this. He has sort of come under fire by the right wing just recently. He's been attacked by right wing figures in media. And the reason one might say is because of some of his thirst trap photos, his tattoos, and of course, his sexuality. Conservative media outlets like the Daily Caller specifically targeted Daskalakis and his history of being open about his, about being gay, essentially, and being directly involved on the front lines of healthcare. Uh, the reporter who wrote the caller piece tweeted, meet Joe Biden's monkeypox Caesar, a progressive radical gay doctor who performs HIV screenings in sex clubs and gives meningitis shots in drag. Now he's in the White House. And on and on just about taking a lot of his pictures at leather events i mean the Mm -hmm. one in particular he is wearing a leather harness by zana bain who i love leather designer here in new york i've been to her fashion week shows they're fabulous yeah and this was a cover piece he did for the advocate where it was just a piece on that but because of the the leather harness he's being called out for just being inappropriate and he said and then also being a Satan worshiper, which it's the pieces that are on his are a star and they're not the devil. It's he said the harness has been making a splash in the fashion world for more than a year now. Also, the pentagram or really a pentacle, since it has a circle around it, has been around for thousands of years, even predating Christianity. The HIV prevention specialist has tattoos, including other iconic iconography including a more christian oriented one as well so i don't know do you think it's they're just coming after us these days and he's an easy target what's your thoughts on this for calling him out because he's really doing a lot of good and i think he was a great pick by i lincoln even knew him as well 
Wow. That's they they will really just do anything to kind of discredit uh, a smart, wonderful gay person or anybody that's at the forefront of the Biden administration. People are allowed to have levels to them in different dynamics when people are not just one thing maybe these people that are questioning him and trying to discredit him are just one thing they're very basic probably karen basic karens and (laughs) (laughs) i think it's very amazing that he is able to be such an intellectual yet turn it right around and express his sexual or his hot side or whatever what have you and i think that that's amazing and it and it, it draws me to him even more so i i applaud him so good for him i agree with you too gone are the days of just having a figure that is mono muted that we don't know anything about them i think with social media we are we want to know that our leading health experts particularly in our lgbtq plus worlds are they're not it's good then to know that he's in our community giving advice from a medical background that's sound advice to us, particularly about the monkeypox outbreak that we and, we know right now. Yeah, and that he's dealing with the same things that we are dealing with. He's not right. some doctor in an ivory tower. He's right down there in the clubs in the trenches with us. So I'm here for it. Right, exactly. And I think it's great. I love some of the pictures. Keep posting them. Lastly, his quote is, my primary responsibility is doing right by the LGBTQ community and to make sure that there is a higher level of coordination on all fronts moving in the right direction, he told the advocate. So don't let them bring you down, Dr. Dimitri. We got your back, brother. Yes, absolutely. And we welcome you on this show as well, if you ever want to come on. <laughs> you, better, you better reach out, girl. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> All right. Well, Portland, Portland, Oregon has first hands-on gay strip club, and it's facing challenges in the era of monkeypox. They say the club... Our unofficial motto is, if it's legal and you can afford it, we'll make it happen, owner Justin Klaus says. Um, The group, the club is called Fuzzy Navels. It's a strip club, gay men's strip club. And at the main stage, the club's other, uh, they went, this article, I'll post this on tagspodcast.com, the writers of this went to it and they kind of documented essentially what you got for how much money fuzzy navels tipping incentive policy costs around 35 dollars where a young man gent can wiggle on a small chair and in the time that the writers of this article went the dancer was uh performing to the backstreet boys i want it that way okay how does that go, Cody? <laughs> I want it that way. You are my fire. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so they um so for that you for 40 bucks more, any of us you can buy the dancer's underwear as a souvenir. I think that's very clever. That's something I would be on my list, I think. As long as he had worn it for a while, that would definitely be on my list. <laughs> the only thing you cannot do is you cannot touch their private parts, which okay. that's typical of most clubs, I think. But Yeah, and that would fall into the illegal probably part of, of the their whole mission statement. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what do you think 
that what do you think of a club like this? Do you, first of all, do you like strip clubs? And do you think in the era of monkeypox, because that's how this was posed mm-hmm. on the article, that, you know, yes, touching is allowed. Uh, I don't know. I think it's, you know, hopefully everyone's vaccinated now yeah. at this point, at least one shot. In the age of monkeypox, I probably would not be uh, a, a an avid proponent of going to a strip club but in in, in the past i have uh, i've been known to visit a, a few strip clubs or not and even get with a couple strippers if i do say so myself so, oh yeah some oh, of yeah. my favorite places i love the ones where you can take them back to a back room and you get oh kind God. of your own private room those are some of my favorite ones i'm thinking so montreal fun. i'm thinking toronto um It does bring up the question, though, you know, about monkeypox and all this. I mean, I was at the New York Eagle the last night, actually. Mm -hmm. Had a great time. I'm glad I got my first dose. I know numbers here in New York City are have plummeted significantly, which is great. Thanks. And I'm very happy about that. I think at this point, we all kind of have to make our own decisions on hopefully everybody is vaxxed and the numbers really are low. But I have to tell you, I took my shirt off and it was kind of a sweaty dance floor. People were up, not by... I wasn't trying to touch people, but people were getting pushed next to me. See, I told you. You were right. You were right. <laughs> but you were telling me earlier when there wasn't that many initial dosages, when numbers of monkeypox were plummet, were actually on the rise. And yeah. so I do think that, you know, now. Now it's much safer. And you've had your second dose and you've had your first dose. And yeah, I think it's a lot better now. Right. I haven't had my second dose yet. I get it tomorrow. Oh, sorry. But yeah, that's okay. Um, but so it does bring up an injury, but I'm glad because you don't want these strip clubs to go out of business. And I think if I was a dancer personally, I would, I would almost want, and I, and the owners of the bar that I worked at mm-hmm. had a policy of, you know, sure, touch away. I would almost want there to be, can you check everyone's vaccination? Yeah. Kind of like we did with COVID because I'm kind of now, dare I use on the front lines, (laughs) a frontline worker and very necessary in our line of work. So I think I might ask, you know, ask everyone to be vaccinated. I think, would you, or is that going a step too far? I don't think it's too far. I think that, that is a reasonable step to take as far as making sure that you're safe. And I also think that they should look into virtual strip clubs as well, turning the strip club into something virtual so that they could also make money in a, at a safe distance. Interesting you bring up that because our oh, next story here that was not a setup it, because I did not even know that was, was not a, a setup. <laughs> An article in Yahoo News asked the question, are you a secret digisexual? A digisexual, you may ask. I'm going to read you a little bit and it's an actual there's so many names of different sexualities out there, digisexual. Many people probably haven't heard the word digisexual, and yet we may all be on the spectrum. It was coined, Cody, in 2017 by North American scholars 
Neil MacArthur and Marky Twist. And the term refers to people whose primary sexual identity comes through the use of technology. Whether for casual dating, intimate and long-term relationships, or sex practices, I mean, put porn in there, correct? Yeah. On the one side of the spectrum, digisexuality could look commonplace for people who grew up immersed in tech and who use apps and devices to facil- facilitate human-to-human interaction. So think things like sexting or obviously Tinder hookups, grinder, Skype calls, flirting over Instagram DMs, all that kind of thing. High-tech sex toys. Uh, there's another thing called tele dildonics and that's high-tech sex toys that could be connected to the internet like any other smart device and can be used as a part of the sexual experiences with a far away partner that could be fun or with one's self so i guess we are all in some ways digisexual if you Uh think about it oh yeah but what's your thoughts on because you met joe using an app um, I use, I would consider myself in some ways digisexual for porn when I use porn or mm-hmm. for some of my fetishes that I don't always get to act out in. I think it's a great way to find some of those fetishes online oftentimes. And so I like it for that. What's your thoughts on digisexual? And do you think that some people could just be digisexual for fear of they grew up in a time where only they knew to be a digisexual human. Oh, and yeah. with things like, I don't want to get monkeypox. Mm-hmm. In this day and age, yeah. that I feel like- In this climate. Is... <laughs> How did I miss that? I, I picked I up- I know. <laughs> on the lead in, but I miss in this climate. What is going on with me today? I don't know. Um, I think that, you know, it's hard for us to not be digisexual in this day and age because that is where things are are leading now and now it has become so cumbersome to actually for people to actually relate to each other in person it's almost it's a good it's it's a double-edged sword it's good and it's bad because i think that you should really cultivate both aspects in order to be a more a complete person and more to be more well-rounded and because i do i do think that digisexual has its Digital, digital sexuality? I don't know. Is that how you say it? Okay. I think we can make that work. Sure. <laughs> I think it has its place, its time and its place. And I think that uh, flirting and talking and in-person sex also has its time and place. So I think that the more that you try and cultivate all those skills, the, the better you'll be at all the sex, honey. Yeah. I mean, it's interesting that there's a term for it that you and I did not even know, but it exists. And we all, we often can talk about all these digi sexual dolls that keep coming about robots essentially that i'm not a fan of but i do think though it's a great tool so obviously like the smartphone has just become such a great tool in conjunction with meeting people in person so i'll talk a little bit about later but i met a guy 
last night at our New York Eagle, and we had a really great time, and we both agreed that we want to go on a date. Oh, cool. Which was really, I'm so happy that that happened, because I'm tired of just, I stopped kind of hooking up in general for a lot of reasons. Okay, monkeypox. But yep. <laughs> also because I was left with the feeling, that empty feeling sometimes. Yeah. I was so happy that when I re-emerged to hook up with somebody last night, he was super cute. But beyond that, he wanted to go on a date with me. And we've been texting earlier today. We had a nice little text conversation that backed up the actual meeting. So I do think, you know, when you use it like a tool, it's great. Yeah. Was there sexting involved in this conversation? You know, not yet. No, I think he was just... he. Before he left, he said he had a lot going on today, and he was telling me all the things. I said, oh, my gosh. By the way, oh, he's wow. a baritone opera singer. Oh, he's yeah. got talent, honey. He's, he's going to make you learn how to sing in the bedroom, too, honey. I know. It was <laughs> I mean, uh, yes, he did last night, and I made him sing, too. <laughs> yes. We injected each other with the okay. <laughs> <laughs> yes, with it the was spirit, a with the Holy Spirit. Yeah. Yes, and wouldn't you know? This is sidebar, but I'll share with you guys, just you, <laughs> that I went in the mirror. I was taking my shower today, and I'm like, "What's on my arm? I have a huge bruise on my bicep." Like from this man. From this man, oh. I, it must have been some. I know what was good sex that he was grabbing away and bruised me. Yeah. If anybody has any good tips on how to remove a bruise, I cannot go into the week with this. <laughs> Let me know. But yes, it was that good of sex. And I hope to see him again. I think we will. But yeah. Good for you, boo. I'm so We're happy. using the digis. We're, we're combining both of it. But of course, we definitely want to see each other in person. And yeah. so, yes. Absolutely. One thing I do, and me and my boyfriend, Joe, we always send uh sexual pictures like nudies to each other oh. and that keeps the juices flowing so i i really recommend that i like that idea that's good i got one in in right in the i could take one now and send it to him right now <laughs> hey are you recording this in the in the nude i love it <laughs> not not quite but almost close okay got it well we have we love giving advice solicited or unsolicited as we always do and this comes from julian who's an avid listener of us he asked the question of us i've asked a few friends about how to nicely reject someone on grinder but they just tell me to block them i've blocked many in the past but i'm trying to be a better person and if they're nice i want to nicely reject them for example I've had some trans women hit on me, and some of them want to top me because I'm a bottom. I usually tell them I do like dick, but that I'm not attracted to women, and they usually don't take it well. And I know for a fact trans people have suffered a lot in our community and frequently face violence or discrimination in the apps. He thinks that we give great advice and would love our input. Wow. Thank you. Love you all. Thank you, Julian. We love you back. Great question and dilemma that you're, first of all, I think the fact your etiquette is on point, just the fact yeah. that you're seeking advice for this, not only from your friends who have clearly told you to block the people that you're not interested in. I think it shows that speaking of digi sexual 
people, <laughs> I think that your consciousness and your thought, your thoughtfulness is really on point here. And I want to commend you for that because many people would just block. And I think mm -hmm. the fact that you're thinking of other people's feelings sets you apart and you're a good guy. I already know that just by reading this. Yeah. What are your, I'll, I'll extrapolate a little bit more on my advice, but what's your thoughts uh, for Julian that you'd like to share with him? I think that when it comes to rejecting anybody, it's good that you accentuate the positives and not really dwell on the negatives. So if you say that you're, what what you what actually you get along with in in this person what connects you to this person what you do actually find to be amazing an amazing aspect of this person that you lead with that and that you really try and build that part up but just maybe say that it's not, you're not really a match in this other realm and kind of uh, do your best to build them up while letting them down I mean, I like that. I think that's really great advice and really going the extra mile, which kind of sounds where Julian is. I think there is kind of common ground between where his friends are saying block yeah. to what you're saying, going the extra mile. I do think just being honest, I think when we all go on these apps, part of of the game is just being honest. I think it sounds like he wants to be honest. And if someone's not a match, you have to know that rejection is part of these digisexual apps, as we maybe are calling them. And you're not going to be everyone's flavor. Just like when you go out, you can, we're gonna talk a little bit in a minute about flirting and what tactics people use to flirt with different people and what works and what doesn't work. The thing about, something like this is I just think you need to be honest and kind of move on. It's not up to you to be honest, whether it's uh, a trans person or not. Yes. I think it's great that you are aware of the plight of so many trans women or trans people in general, but you're not going to solve this in a nanosecond on yeah. the app. <laughs> <laughs> Let's just be honest about that. I think honesty, though, is your best tool. Not be rude. Just simply say, I'm sorry if I'm not interested. If they come back at you, what do you mean you don't like me? And what do you mean all this? That means that they're not taking it well. I, I say don't engage beyond that point. Yeah. Because you're only going to escalate them. They clearly haven't learned the lesson. They're clearly working through some issues of acceptance on mm -hmm. their end that you are not going to solve in a swipe right or swipe left moment. You're just not going to solve that for them. I think then at that point, don't say anything and maybe block, bow out quietly. I'm sorry you didn't, you know, I'll repeat, I'm not meant to hear your feelings, but I think he's doing the right thing. I don't know. Yeah. What are your th further thoughts on that? I definitely agree with you. And I think that for me, this gentleman, this gentleman is really taking on the feelings of rejection that these, these, these people that he's rejecting are having and really taking that to heart. And while I really, I, I commend that, but I, I don't think that you should really take on that the, the, these other people's feelings because it's not your plight to bear. It's not your cross to bear. It's, I just understand that you're doing it in the kindest way possible. But if their feelings get hurt, then it's everybody has, you're taking responsibility for something that is basically not your responsibility. 
Right. Unduly taking on that responsibility that you're not going to solve anytime soon. And I totally 100% agree with you. Yeah, it's never fun to hear that someone's not interested in you. But I just think you have to move on. And it's part of the game, like you said. Right, right. I hope that helps. And if there's some road between blocking and giving an outlandish, overly necessary message to these people. But I hope that helps let us know how you're doing on Grinder. And if you want solicited advice from us, you can always DM us at Tags Podcast on Instagram at Tags Podcast, and we will give it to you hard and strong oh yeah (laughs) okay uh we've got to move on and you know we've been featuring this author who's been writing articles on the advocate alexander shivas recently we were talking about his initial article that had to do with eating ass and then if you listen to tags live last week we featured him again when he was talking about oral sex giving head and now he is back with 26 ways to flirt with the gay man i'm going to read you some of them cody okay and we of course want to hear from you how do you flirt do you even flirt (laughs) i'm so horrible flirting (laughs) a a lost art form uh i want to hear all about it i'm going to read some of the things that he says in here on the how to flirt okay so I need these tips by the way i'm really bad at flirting yeah because you know even though you're in a relationship flirting comes i flirt with all kinds of people in different ways often and they are not it's not always sexual in nature it's just yeah. i flirt with women older I'm people really good at flirt with women. like doormen yeah. <laughs> all of the above <laughs> it's really fun as he says there are no hard rules for success there are some important things to keep in mind and here's his guide to flirting okay i'm not going to read all of them because i think we would be here all day but <laughs> the first one which i really agree with he says being brave enough to introduce yourself is never a failure this one i do a lot every time you talk to someone it's a win even if they're not interested consider it a practice run it's not easy to talk to strangers and everyone needs practice every time you build up the courage to introduce yourself and make small talk you successfully complete a trial run for the times you do this and it clicks the times when you start flirting and they flirt back you never know who they'll be Mm -hmm. i like this one i don't necessarily always introduce myself but i tend to talk to those i come in contact and if i've I've shared this on previous episodes that one of my morning meditations that i'll often meditate on is to connect with those i come in contact with Mm -hmm. and that can mean friends loved ones of course but really here in new york because we come in contact with so many people in the elevators on the subway walking down the street in the wine shop okay i go there a lot <laughs> don't judge. you have all the friends in the wine shop. <laughs> Me and, too, girl. and when i go to one wine shop too many times i switch it to the other one i have like four of them <laughs> but, but that's that another story okay that is okay it's okay yeah absolutely so I definitely have that mantra of connecting with those that come in contact. I love talking to people or neighbors in my building. It's just one of my favorite things. Of course, if there's somebody cute and sexy, I, you know, might throw in a little fun humor is kind of my thing or a commentary on something 
you know, here in New York, we're always talking about the weather because it's just hot topic. <laughs> it's bases your day. It can make or break a day, particularly if you're not prepared for that weather forecast. So that's definitely one of mine. I'll read you a couple more and then I want to hear from you. Number two, okay. you have one chance to be polite. In our fast-paced world, rude people don't get second chances. Yes, amen to this. I hear he that writes, one. most of us create snap opinions from interactions that last only a few seconds. No one knows that you're having a bad day. If you're rude, they likely won't try to talk to you again. I agree. That goes back to number one, just talking to people make eye contact of course they also write humor is our universal icebreaker i love humor it's one of my favorite things put your phone away i like that one as well that's a good one yep put your phone away ask questions people really like to talk about themselves and they <laughs> or at least know that you're interested in them well, how about that yeah yeah i love that one that's a really good one i don't think enough people ask questions about their fellow neighbor or whomever they see and flirting definitely showing interest this would be a, a hot number for me to ask questions because how many times have you been with people that talk only about themselves and do not ask any questions, you know, that's a precursor to how this relationship's going to go. Oh yeah. Very selfish. I agree. Yeah. Compliments are the bread and butter of flirting. Absolutely. We could go on and on. I'll put this on textpodcast.com, but Cody, are you a good flirter? And if so, or not, what are some <laughs> tips? Maybe if you're not a good one, we don't want to hear from you. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to just pause my mic right now because okay. I'm, I'm pretty bad at it. I, I do agree that my humor is probably one of my stronger points as far as flirting is concerned. Compliments. I can, I'm trying to like relate to it and I can't even relate to it that well because I'm, I'm, I really am so bad. But the thing that I've been doing while you've been saying all these things is seeing how <laughs> It relates to when people are talking to me personally. Like if they give me compliments, I love, a, I am a compliment whore. You can get anything you want from me if you give me a compliment. <laughs> I love that. You give, you give compliments yourself though as well, which I think is really generous of you and a nice quality of yourself. Well, thank you. You're so beautiful and, and kind and loving. And I really thank appreciate you. hearing that. <laughs> we are practicing this in the moment. <laughs> but particularly when you're interested in somebody, it's great to compliment somebody. It's really not that hard, I think, to flirt with people is basically if you show them eye contact, you put your phone down, you ask them a couple questions and mean it, and you are a good listener the everything will fall into line the, they will see that you are interested in them it's just like dancing and everything else i think of it as when you learn choreography for those dancers out there when you learn choreography it's super challenging at first and you are caught up and oh my gosh how many eight counts do i have to learn mm -hmm. a good instructor will tell you this we're going to just teach you the first two eight counts and we'll probably go on to three, four, and five, eight counts in this hour class. However, one longtime dancer friend of mine told me, they will go on and on. You are new. 
just focus on those first two eight counts and master those. While they go on to the three, the four, and the five, if you try and focus on all those, you're going to get lost and you're never going to remember. When they go back to one, you're going to forget it. So focus early on on those one, two, first eight counts. And it's kind of a metaphor for flirting too. It's just focus on the person. Use your eyes and listen and ask interesting or relevant questions to the person that you're talking to that goes miles i guarantee it and if the vibes are there the vibes are there i think that's the most important part as far as me and flirting go and as long as you're introducing yourself to people i think that's the first thing that you said so i think it's the most important you never know what can come from it so you might at the very least you might make a new friend so that's the most important thing Right. And like they said in the article, it's good practice too. So even if you are trying some of these tactics, which can be thought of as just really good human personal contact, I mean, listening and eye contact and putting the phone down. However, you'll know in those first few moments, if you're getting a vibe back, you should know. Trust your instincts would be something else. If you're not getting them, chalk it up to you're just getting to know somebody as well. Not everyone thing has to be flirting, by the way comes in many forms it doesn't mean you need to sleep with everybody you flirt with although i try but it helps but it, it helps absolutely it's, it's good it's a good job if you can get it right yes yes okay well i love that article i'll post all the tips on on tagspodcast.com and alexander shivers keep those coming these articles i love them they they're so are good they're really good yeah they're good conversation starters on for the show, but also just in general as well. We'll continue having them. Okay. Well, I actually wanted to get a little bit of advice from you. Okay. Even though I already made up my mind on how I, I'm acting, <laughs> I, I thought, well, yeah. You never I'll, know. You, you might never think about some things afterwards. Right. Know? Well, it promotes thought. Exactly. And as I mentioned before, recently I went on speed dating and I had a date. I connected with somebody, friends, as well as one in particular, two romantic dates. I went on one just to recount, to retell the story real quick. It was a great date, but I don't think either one of us reached out for a second one because I don't think the spark was really there. And that's fine and dandy. Mm -hmm. The other one we had a great date. And if you remember, I told the story, he, we had the date and then he was going on a crew, a gay cruise with his mm-hmm. friend. I remember. And he got, came back and messaged me. I would want to say the week of Labor Day. Hey, Steve, I'm back. Great. I was really excited to hear from him that let's keep the ball going. He said, what are you doing for Labor Day? I told him. He says, yes, I agree. Labor Day is always a busy time. Are you free? I said, yes, I'm free the following week, which would have been this past week that we just ended. Mm-hmm. And we said, great, let's get together. And he said, maybe you can come out my way. He lives a little, I think I told on Tags Live, <laughs> people were joking that he lives in the suburbs in Long Island to be specific. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> and I was going to take, yes, I was, I was actually excited about it because here in the city where we live, it's, we often need a break and for sanity's sake, it's often great to, it might sound for, to a lot of people, the suburbs, but for many of us, it's, I'm sure when you go to New Jersey, it's just 
a breath of fresh air just it's to mix so it quiet. up. It's amazing. And, it's and amazing. It's, it's so good to to kind of rest your mind and get and take a lot of things into account and just really be at peace with yourself. So I really love going to the suburbs. But I was just laughing because Steve, you're going to become a housewife now, and I'm so excited. Oh my god. <laughs> Well, hold that thought because as the story goes, we said it to him. I messaged him then last Thursday saying, are we still just checking if we're still on for this weekend? And by the way, can we do it on Saturday? Because on Sunday I have a birthday to celebrate. He mm-hmm. said, yes, of course. I've been thinking about this. I had some ideas. I know that you like seafood. I'm assuming you still want to come out my way, depending on how long you want to come out out here i have a couple plans and by the way he said what's your favorite beverage and i'm not talking (laughs) (laughs) kool-aid and i thought kool-aid is delicious let's just put that out there well (laughs) i didn't i was drinking the kool-aid let me tell you that and so i went along with it and i said oh am i getting am i am i asked are you am i being asked for my drink order what i, I love, love it, it. Yeah. so of course i said well you know of course i love wine and sparkling wine but i'm a tequila mezcal drinker but you know whatever and he said good to know no this is helpful and and we moved on forward so i'm thinking oh it was maybe picnic and then the clincher he said and also if you want to you can pa- maybe consider packing a bag depending on how late it goes well, you're welcome to stay at my place Again, if it goes later, that option is open. I saw that coming. I mean... (laughs) You know it's gays move a little quicker than our counterparts. I hope that everybody saw that coming because that that should have been obvious. You should have packed two bags, okay? But it was also a very polite way of... It was a very polite way of sliding that in there that harkened back to Elizabethan ages or, you know, a a different era almost, but in modern times. Who's courting me in our gay way? If this was a period piece... I would star in it 100%. So Elizabethan, I love you. So Elizabethan. You're so, in a Jane Austen novel. I love it so much. Yes, I'm so excited. I'm looking forward to it. I take planning really seriously. And I was pulling outfits. And of course, I'm pulling outfits for day to night. Correct. And I, I had a birthday, like I mentioned before, that mm-hmm. I was going to. So I'm pulling outfits for that. I tend to do that kind of if I know I have some big events that I'm excited about or just in general. It's just so I can be a little more organized. And then, so then we jump to Friday. Okay. I'm taking my long walk. I take a long walk as much as I can on the East River. I'm walking, doing my thing. I get a text and I see it. I'm like, oh, did he want to know what mezcal I, I want, liked? Or, or maybe he's asking what one. No, I read the text and he says, I hate to do this to you, oh, but no. I just got word that my family is going to come and visit me tomorrow. And I'm going to, and I'm not going to be able to hang out with you after all, Steve. I'm so sorry. Can maybe I can come into the city next week and we can have dinner if you like. So I was like, 
What? What? Are you kidding me? Partly because I do not like when people cancel or change plans on me like that. I am, yeah. as you know, as, I, <laughs> as you I literally was just thinking about a situation. Nope. Yes, we're not going to talk about. We'll talk about. We're it not going to do no, not- <laughs> I do not like sudden changes like that unless, unless there's an emergency. So had he said, "Oh, by the way, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry." There's a family emergency. No, it's his family informed him that they are coming to visit him. So I'm sorry. How does your 39 year old about to turn 40? By his age, girl, you put it out there. Well, I'm not saying his. Next is going to be his social security number. Well, how (laughs) are you letting your family dictate to you what? Just so I used to live in the Bay Area where my family lives. I lived in San Francisco. My family lived in the suburbs of the Bay Area. And they, I never got calls and that would, at the 11th hour that uh-huh. said, hey, we're coming into the city tomorrow. Drop everything or whatever. Never. We planned stuff like people do. I, this did not sit well with me at all, particularly that it wasn't, if that's, it was a red flag for me. Yeah. And all I said was, ah, okay. And then I said, let's reach out to each other next week to see about, you know, just kind of like a line. And he said, sorry again. Yeah. Sorry again. And thanks for understanding. I didn't understand. There was nothing about this. I don't understand how a grown ass man can let his parents dictate his life. Yes, and you, know, you do you, the show. He knows I'm a podcaster, but I don't think he knows those shows. So. Okay. All right. Okay. Because I was about to say he's going to know. You, he's going to know now that how you really. Feel. So let me just take what I ended up deciding in my mind and I ran it by a no, couple can people. I give you, I'm gonna yeah. Give go you ahead. My, yeah. yeah. So. I agree with you that someone's family should not come in between you and your relationship. I have been in a long-term relationship and I was living with someone and his mother was coming to visit. I lived in this place, Steve, yes. and his mother was coming to visit. He told me I had to, to leave while his mother was there because he wasn't out to his mother. Oh, uh-uh. You didn't even get the friend thing. I, I <laughs> like, let me let me I, introduce you to my roommate or the friend. Yeah, yeah. I went. I met his mother, but he introduced me to his mother as his friend, which was had his, its own issues. I should have saw the red flags there. So I I see what you're saying. I broke up with this man so fast after he told me I had to leave my what I thought of as my home because his yes. mother was coming. It hurt me to my core. I have never have never truly forgiven him for this. So I understand what you're saying as far as your the family should not become come between you and your relationship. Now, with that being said, I oh, feel like you, <laughs> I feel like you should proceed with caution and and see how their dynamic really is and how it really plays out, but proceed with caution because you don't really know this person that well. You've only been on one date, Steve. I say give the man a second shot. But but this like you said, this is a red flag. This is a a yellow light on the on the stop signal that it is time for you to take some things into account and into consideration to know that if this is going to be a long-term partner for you. That's my my opinion. 
Well, I'm so glad I didn't surprised at this advice, but it's pre- pretty much where I'm at exactly oh, okay. to the T. Essentially, I decided that if he reaches out to me this week and he's going to have to be the one, I know I said in my text back that let's connect next week, or like text next week, so like circle back essentially, uh-huh. but it's going to have to be him. Yeah. And if, a big if, if he does which I'm assuming he will, I am not going to be free this week. Why? Because I think it's too early, like you said, in this whatever second, third date scenario Mm -hmm. to be dramatic on my part. In other words, for him to tell him that I'm mad or bring up any of how this made me feel is too early to put this. It's too dramatic, Okay. If you will. And so hold on, let me just, okay. well, I think it's too dramatic right now to bring that up. And if you do, I feel bring stuff up like that, it's only going to be read with, oh, well, she a drama queen anyway. So mm-hmm. thank God. And it'll be easy to dismiss me away, even though I might have valid points. So with that, be- and because I don't really know him that well, I don't really want to get, make this a whole thing anyway. Mm-hmm. So I think my solution is to let him, if he does reach out to me, and then when he does, be not available this week. Now, granted, this weekend, I actually do have a college buddy visiting me. And so I am actually busy this weekend. During the week, we've got Tags Live Wednesday night. Shout out to Tags Live. And a few, but I do have a couple days that I could get together. But that being, I don't want to be, because I'm, I didn't like it left a bad taste in my mouth mouth with the way he handled this Mm -hmm. i don't want to say that to legitimize what he said that i understand because i don't understand it and i don't (laughs) think it's cool so i what i would say is no um actually as it turns out i'm all booked up all week if you want to reach out to me next week and see you know i would well you know i wouldn't not that I would welcome that we aren't really in Elizabethan times here. Yeah, yeah. I would welcome your letter in <laughs> in, feather, in, in feather cursive writing <laughs> from your majesty. <laughs> I'm not gonna go. corset. You might actually yes. wear a corset though. <laughs> That's you know what? Okay, now. Hey, girl. Hey. Hey. <laughs> but I I will. But do you see how I laid that out? That's a lot of ifs, and he would have to go through all those hoops to do that. If he does do all that, then yes, I will see him week after next, and I will take it. And I might t- share with him that mm, what was that all about on that date, but only if we get there, and that's a big if. Yeah, I mean, okay, so I'm going to be honest with you because we are friends. So I do think that it is too early to for you guys to get into like the the I don't want to say game drama. Playing. The game playing of it, of you being like, oh, I'm not, I'm not really available. I think that that is, uh, you aren't actually available. Don't think of it as you kind of, of you putting him through the hoops per se, but you aren't actually really available. And it's okay that if you're feeling a little bit hurt, I do think that you should probably tell him that you are a little bit disappointed that you guys couldn't get together. I think that if you say that, that that is not you being dramatic, you were actually hurt by this and you were actually disappointed. I'm, the level of the degree of hurt is is probably minuscule compared to if if you, he had done this to you while you guys were like in a fully committed relationship but you were were you you were disappointed 
I, am I am I jumping the shark here by saying that? I was incredibly disappointed because I thought we both had painted a picture of what Saturday last Saturday was going to look like, including it wasn't like we were just going to go to dinner. It was yeah. me getting on a train to go out to Long Island to spend the day and yeah. potentially spend the night. I got a drink order in there. He left that text. I will that saying. I really look. Well, he just said, "I'm really looking forward to getting to know you better." <laughs> yeah, can I make? I'm gonna make a quick joke. Yes. Is, this is just a joke, though. You were really just looking forward to the drink, girl. I, that's what I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's be honest. Yes, I was. No, no, no. You were looking no, forward I wasn't. to getting right. No, I really right was, her. and so I wasn't hurt as much as annoyed that yeah. I can't believe that we went. That because I take my confirmations really seriously, yeah. and it wasn't that he canceled on me, it was that it was a confirmed second date, and it was we were laying out what picturing out what it could actually look like. And so, to then the, tell me that be, you got word that your family is coming into town, it's like, is this a signal on how? Yeah. A relationship would look like with him that it's always going to be. Yes, I get it. Family always comes first, but not to the point where you're canceling on people. And to me, this is kind of in those early dating moments is when you're you're really sharing who you are and painting a picture of who you are. These are the critical times that you want to put on a good face. I mean, in general, you want to always be real and honest. I just think uh, red flag. So we'll see. Yeah. And you mentioned that family is very important, but if this goes well, you could be his family. So chew. He needs to chew on that as well, because he really needs to think about how he treats people down the line, because you never know what this person could become to you. Well, he's going to get the message when I am not free this week. (laughs) (laughs) And if he still wants to, hey, I will be happy. But again, he's going to have to do all the work. And in the meantime, the guy from last night, we're going on a date in in place of. (laughs) Girl. Replaced. Irons in in the fire, girl. I hear you. You better do it. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, again, we love giving advice, even if it's our own advice to each other. Absolutely, we love it. You can always DM us at Tags Podcast. You can follow my co-host Cody. He's a life coach. That's why he gives such good advice. Thank at you. KMD Coaching, KMD Coaching on Instagram, and on follow him at Mr. Maurice for his personal account. Yeah. We want to thank you for listening. We are live on Tags Live, and to get the link for Tags Live, simply go to tagspodcast.com and click on that link for the link to our brand new home on vocal in the meantime guys thanks for listening and continue having hot gay Gay sex sex. Uh, yeah